Halo, halo, Sacred Icon listeners. We used to do ads for other people, but I decided, why don't we do one for ourselves? Whether you're here listening to us for the first time or you've heard every episode, I'd like to briefly tell you what we're about and how you can support us. We have been doing this podcast since 2019, and with that has come lots of changes. We started as a primarily Halo-only show, but have evolved, combat evolved, over the years to talk about a wide variety of things in the realm of nerd culture. As you can imagine, we've made numerous changes to our platforms, usernames, and emails over the years, so now is the time for me to set things right and give the Covenant back their bomb. You can join our Discord by clicking the link included on our podcast feed. You can also send us an email or a voice message at sacrediconpodcast at gmail.com. We have a YouTube channel at youtube.com slash sacredicon, and we no longer use Twitter or X or whatever else the kids are calling it these days. So if you see someone who looks like us there, just know it's not us. Lastly, you can support us on patreon.com slash sacredicon and receive a bevy of bonus content. We're so glad you chose us to be the voice in your ear on this particular day and hope you enjoy the episode ahead. Halo, halo, everyone, and welcome back to another Sacred Saturday here at the Sacred Icon Podcast, where we talk about all things Halo, toss some Adba, and laugh along the way. <laughs> We're back with another certified classic episode here, as one of our very own Sacred Boys from in our patron tier, I messed that up, <laughs> is here to join us and share his great journey through his love of Halo. I'm Joshy Washi, currently obsessed with the sports ball. I can't not say that now, Brian. That's just what I call every sport. Yikes. Joining me, as always, is my buddy, my pal, and the guy currently sucked into the world of Bloody Born, Brian Arvett. But guys, guys, joining us for the first time ever, here is our very own Colin. Colin, welcome to the show. <laughs> hey. Glad to have you here, man. <laughs> uh, and, and for those of you who might like know Colin by his Discord or... Twitter name. Say that for us, um, Collins, to make sure we get it right. Diente de Hombre. Oh! I'm close. I, I got yeah. it right one time. <laughs> pretty sure I, pretty sure I had that mostly right for the most part. Okay. Um, yeah, we're glad to have Colin here. We're just going to kind of like discuss uh, you know, how he got into Halo. You guys know how this works. We usually have a guest on the show. Like How he got into Halo, where it started, what that journey's been like, how he feels about Halo now. Um, everybody's got that Halo story, and that's always so interesting to hear. It's one of those things where, like, you hear 15 people tell their Halo story, and then a 16th person walks in the room, and you still they're just as interested to hear theirs. Um, so, Colin, where, what was the first time you heard of Halo, played Halo? How old were you? Which game was it? Like, take us back. All right. So the first time I got into Halo, uh, I was at a buddy's house in high school, and it was Halo 1. Nice. Um, nice. Previously before that, we'd been, uh, you know, GoldenEye on the 64, get four people together and play. Yeah. All okay. So they Classic. had Halo. So we started playing that on split screen. And uh, it kind of took off from there. Uh, we'd start getting uh, parties together. Uh, and like we had 16 people come over and we'd get all the equipment set up. Do a, We didn't call it a LAN party back then, but we would do that. We had four different TVs and we'd just go all night playing squads on a uh, halo one so <laughs> amazing times so you yeah. went from playing goldeneye first and that kind of like segued you into halo is that right yeah so yeah wow, that's really cool i think there's a lot of people actually that wasn't me and josh really like i did play some goldeneye but i was you know well that's interesting actually because we're we're almost about the same age aren't we con you're 31 no <laughs> I'm, what? I'm 30 i'm 36 
36. So we got 30. We got uh, Brian's 30. I'm 34. You're 36. Okay. Uh-huh. That makes more sense. Some, I like somebody, it. I think somebody just turned 31 in the Discord. I must have got it mixed up. It's hard uh, to that get. makes a lot more sense because I'm 30, so I played GoldenEye here or there as a little kid, and then it wasn't really... I, Halo, I, GoldenEye never really took that spot for me. Uh, it was just Halo because I was obviously six years younger than you, uh, yeah. so that makes a lot of sense. But I think there's a lot of people your age that uh, they were definitely playing GoldenEye, and then Halo came out, and it was kind of like... Oh well, forget Goldeneye. Halo's much better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had that. I've had that argument with so many people. Like I'll say, like Halo revolutionized console FPS. It was really like the first console FPS to make a mark. And then somebody will tell me, no, it was Goldeneye. And I'll be like, well, yes and no, because like Goldeneye was like in a sense the first console shooter that people really got excited about. But it wasn't really done like well. It was just. You know what I mean? Like once you played Halo, it was like okay, well, Goldeneye wasn't done anywhere near as well as this. No, it was but, definitely uh, it was a small stepping stone, but it was definitely a stepping stone. And then we yeah. got the glory of Halo not too long later. So so you played so you were in high school, you started playing Halo. And actually I should have known that actually, now that you say it, because you were in high school when you played Halo Combat Evolved, so that changes things. <laughs> uh, but you played Combat Evolved uh, with sixteen player split screen LAN uh, at the time. Oh yeah. Okay, so then where'd you go from there? Like you're still a Halo fan, did you keep oh, yeah. playing up till still two? Halo fan, still going to everybody's house. I mean we were doing that was like Lincoln Park days, we'd go play Warcraft three over to South. Oh Africa. hell yeah! And we do. Uh, <laughs> New Brian was gonna love that. <laughs> stay up all night and uh, playing games, uh, mostly Halo. And then Halo two came out, played it even more. Um, we even had stupid games where we'd stay up all night, and because we weren't old enough to drink, every time we died on Legendary campaign, we would have to take a sip of monster and we ended up drinking like eight monsters it's pretty dangerous i wouldn't recommend it oh <laughs> wow that's true that's, that's <laughs> like a heart like eight monsters throughout the night so we're i mean oh man but that's, uh, yeah then that was that was halo 2 halo 3 is a little bit more complicated so i uh Ooh. i Juicy. pre-ordered the legendary edition mm-hmm. super excited for it but then i joined the army and mm. july of 07 i i left for basic training and I did basic training airborne school, and I ended up going to North Carolina. So I, I missed the launch of Halo 3. My brothers ended up picking the, picking up the package for me. And then I, I was pretty busy with all that until 2008. And then oh, 2009, wow. I left for Afghanistan. So wow. <laughs> it, was, wow. it was a pretty busy time. And I, I, Other things on your mind than Halo. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe that during that whole time, I only played like an hour of Halo Three on other people's consoles, you know, because I had the Legendary Edition at home. I was going to buy a new one. Yeah. But then, yeah. so 2009, got played a lot of games in Afghanistan, but no, you know, there wasn't any internet connection, so we we do right. split screen. Um, I played a little bit of ODST when it came out, but mostly it was Modern Warfare Two. Uh, we're just makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. That's the one I I that's the Call of Duty I played the most. Yeah. That but man, hey, that's the one. Thank you so much for your service, man. That's that's oh, incredible. But, but uh uh how did it was it hard at the time? I mean, I'm sure your mind was not focused on Halo as much, but was there any part of you that had that like shit, like I wish I was playing that or was it just more you're you you know, you're focused? Yeah, I mean, it would I mean, it would come into my mind, but it wasn't like uh my primary focus. Right. I wouldn't think it would be, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> but continue, continue. All right. So I get back in 2010 and, uh, 
I was stationed in Alaska at the time, so get back there, oh. and that's when I got my first 360 that wasn't, you know, sent to Afghanistan. So I get back, I start playing all the games I missed out on. Um, the Medal of Honor that came out in 2010, like, played that a lot. I remember that one. Was it Frontlines? Yeah. Was it front no, it was just a, re, re, a reboot. reboot. Okay, called I Medal of Honor, okay. I believe. Right? Yeah, front, front line came after that, but that one. Okay. That one was awesome because, like, uh, I had just gotten back from Afghanistan, and all the scenes in there, were like, oh, I've been there, I've been there, and so that oh, one, that one struck a cool. pretty, pretty cool chord. Yeah. And then I found ODST, went back through the campaign, and I fell in love with it. I mean, I just, just the personal experiences because I was an airborne unit. And you know, it was like this is like airborne, but way more badass. And so, yeah, sure. Dropping into the sure. drop pod and then going together th- with the squad and learning all the characters and everything. And it was awesome. Like the atmosphere. Yeah. Just being a regular soldier instead of a super soldier, you know. Right. You, know, you said that was your favorite Halo, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, ODST Wait, special. If, if fucking Ouija's listening to us right now, he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We got some we got some ODST stands in the community yeah, they for love sure. It. And I get so it. So you played when you came back and you got you got the three sixty in twenty ten, did you go like did you sit down and play like Halo three, then ODST, then Reach? Is that how it went? No. <laughs> I played Okay. I played uh um just ODST. I didn't really play that much Halo three because like I said, okay. my copy was back here in Texas. And so yeah. Yeah. uh I just played ODST and then a few other games. And then um, okay. ended up moving from Alaska to North Carolina uh, wow. later in, that year in 2010 and deployed again in 2011. Wow. Um, that's where I got into the PS2 a little bit more because I had a PS2 previously and I ordered one for there. So I played all the, whole, all the games that I missed playing like Red Faction and jack 2 and stuff like that oh heck yeah oh nice <laughs> um jack 2 is one of the freaking hardest games I've ever played it's like dark souls oh really <laughs> i never jack wow. i never jack... realized it was that hard i just i love the game really? so. <laughs> oh, I, I think correct me if i'm wrong uh colin but i think it's universally seen as a pretty challenging game am i right yeah i mean it's because it's like there's a bunch of like escort missions and stuff josh and like in like timed missions and like oh, the escort man. missions, like if the characters get hit at all, they die and it resets the whole mission. Or like there'd be timed missions where you have to, you can't make a single mistake or you lose. It's just very, not not like challenging in a fair way, like un, unfair. I beat it before, but it, okay. man, it drove me insane. But anyways, go go ahead, Colin. <laughs> so then um, came back from that deployment and uh, got back into games. And then around that time... That's when uh, Halo 4 came out. And Reach, I played a little bit. I wasn't as impressed with it. Uh, But I only only played the campaign a little bit with my brothers. Like maybe one or two missions. Um, So I didn't really give it a fair shot. But I was busy at the time. Um, Yeah, understandable. Makes sense. So then uh, Halo 4 comes out. And I I get it because it's Halo. I love Halo. So... um, I played through that campaign. That campaign blew me away. It got me like back into back into Halo. You know, so I was like, okay. Oh, let's do did this. you know, like, did you like you know at that time that it was three four three, or did you think it was Bungie? I had no idea. I just played like, same. Game, played <laughs> same. 
I had no freaking clue. I I do remember seeing the three four three on the box, and I thought, yeah, three four three guilty spark. That's wonder what that's about. You know, <laughs> but I had no idea. So like that. Now I love I love hearing this. So Halo four Halo four blew you away. That's exactly how it was for me. I mean, I was up to date on like three four three, and I was following that transition and everything. But Halo four came out. I played it at midnight. Sat and played it all in one go, and I was just blown away. Like I. I definitely was caught in a little bit of hyperbole because I, when I finished it, I thought, is that maybe the best Halo campaign ever? Like, oh my God, because That's this, what Ryan just the characters. That's on that review. Yeah, right, 9.8 IGN. Um, yeah. But just because the, the, the character development in that story was just amazing. Um, mm-hmm. But so you're playing Halo 4, and is that how you feel? Is it like this is one of the best campaign experiences? I did, yes. Because um, I remember playing the Halo Combat Evolve campaign, and I was pretty underwhelmed with the story the first couple times I played it. I haven't mm. gone back and played it since. So, I mean, I was a lot younger back then, but the Halo 4 campaign had yeah. so much character. Um, oh, interesting. Sure, sure, the Prometheans were more, more of a pain, but at when the you... time, it had been Go so ahead, long sorry. since I played Combat Evolved that just felt like a new experience when it got me back into Halo. So. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. Sort of like a renaissance. There's period. a lot of people who... Yeah. There's a lot of people who, like... Either either started with Halo Four or like you in your case started at the beginning, but Halo Four was like this kind of apex moment for them. Like my one of my friends I mention all the time on here, Kyle, uh, he played Halo since the beginning, and he never like he liked Halo, but Halo never truly set into him as this phenomenal series until he played Halo Four. Until to this day, he still right. Halo Four is his favorite Halo. So that really resonated with a different crowd, I think. Yeah. Well, for uh, you, was it was it like you know you mentioned you know Halo One or Halo Combat Evolved didn't co- quite grab you narratively as much, you know, and you talked about doing the land party stuff. Was it more? Were you more into the multiplayer than at the time compared to the campaign? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. That's why uh, on that 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 Twitter post you put, like, which one do you think had more impact? And that's why I feel like the multiplayer did because that's what brought my friends and I all into it was playing together. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was for me. Yeah. When you, yeah. when, when Halo twos, you know, when you're, you're getting close to that game coming out, it, are you a bit more into the narrative? Uh, you know, is it, is it kind of equal to the multiplayer in terms of your hype? Or are you really just excited for Xbox live and all the multiplayer land stuff? Well, I don't think we even gotten to Xbox. We just the multiplayer lot, multiplayer land. Like the Xbox Live, we didn't really even get into that much. Cause... I didn't get it till like 2006, so I understand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it, for a, people got to remember, like to have broadband internet and an Xbox Live subscription with the game and the console and the headset all working and ready to go in 2004. That wasn't your common average person. Like yeah. your average person either had dial-up internet or no internet. And if they managed to have broadband, the chances that you were old enough to either get Xbox Live yourself or convince your parents to pay for a subscription service to play a game online, not very likely. Man, that was that was tough because I remember we had DSL. And DSL, like, if you had cable, you were a bit more on the straight and narrow yeah. with it in terms of connection. But DSL was a little wonky. And I remember having issues, but... Um, Man, I, I remember my dad coming over, helping me set that up. I was so confused with all the Xbox Live stuff. But when I did, that was a game changer because it was like probably a year straight of just doing LAN parties, hopping over at different friends' houses. Who can we sleep? Who's going to let us have this many kids over making yeah. this, you know, this much noise and yelling and screaming and everything? And then, yeah. So, man, I, I relate to that a lot, actually. That's, that's pretty cool to hear. 
Not too many people okay, Kong, we, so we got, Go ahead, Brian. You got Halo 4. You love the campaign. Uh, what did you think of the multiplayer? And like, wh- where were you with Halo up until MCC's release? Because that would be the next thing. So um, the, camp, the campaign was awesome. The multiplayer, I really... I played a little bit, but I never got too crazy into it. That's when I went back to more single-player campaigns, like going through different mm. games at that time. Sure. Um, that's why Halo 4 was a highlight. And then... Yeah. So that was, what, 2012, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, yep. And then 2013, I ended up getting married. And oh, congrats. <laughs> thank you. Almost 10 years now. Very nice. Yeah. 2014, I moved stations again from North Carolina to um, upstate New York. And okay. Wow. I, I really didn't, like, I didn't follow that much about uh, MCC. I, I yeah. knew when it came out and I got it, but I didn't even, I don't think I even downloaded it because I kind of fell out of games for a little bit. All been there. Yeah. Because I was I was traveling between uh, upstate New York and, and western Massachusetts every every weekend because my family lived in Western Mass, so I drive from upstate New York, which is about four hours, and then um, oh wow, wasn't really much time for games. So sure, I uh, imagine. <laughs> yeah. I I really didn't. I had no idea about the bugs for from Mass from Master Chief Collection, so I. I envy you, man. <laughs> Which I had somehow just like hibernated. I should have went in cryostasis and said, "Brian, wake me when it's fixed." Do you mean like you didn't know about it because you weren't playing it, or you played it and it worked fine enough? Um, the, when I when I did play it, it was just a couple like missions on campaign here or there, just you know, to stay fresh. Which worked. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't really try the multiplayer at all. But then Halo Five came out with, in the Xbox One, and I began getting an Xbox One, and my brothers were living here down here in Texas, and Halo Five was like the multiplayer was awesome. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. I that that's I, oh, that's yeah. how I kept in touch with my brothers. We would just play um, the multiplayer, the campaign. I didn't go through until a little bit later. And oh, interesting. Like, like you said, it's not the best campaign. This, I mean, the the great gameplay is great. The story wasn't all there, but. I still had fun during it. I didn't. I liked good campaign, bad bad story. That's what I always say. Yeah, yeah. I like I like that Buck came back. I liked Locke. Same. So, <laughs> so the, it's great and to I see like Arbiter that, again too. Had, yeah. had his own team, and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. You know, I haven't seen him. Yeah. work with other Spartans. So you were a little bit disappointed with the campaign, but it wasn't enough to like kill Halo for you then. No, not at all. That's good. And so I yeah, played... a lot of people on Twitter are completely different than that. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I guess, continue, though. Continue. I guess part of it is I missed that whole gaming revolution with Halo Three in two thousand seven, where everything went online, and because I was, yeah, I was uh, sucking in the woods of Georgia at that point. But hell, hell yeah, yeah. Well, no. That's the thing is pe- people don't realize, or they either they don't realize or they don't want to acknowledge it. But people's perspectives uh, completely change how they view the Halo series, you know, because, like, for me, I started with Halo 2, and I think most people universally agree Halo 2 is either the best or one of the best at telling a story. It's got such an intricate story with the dual perspectives and seeing the side from the Covenant, and just so much happens in Halo 2, it's like the meat 
of the lore in the game. So when I first played Halo, it was Halo 2, and I, I loved the story. So then I thought when Halo 3 came out, I thought, well, it's only going to get bigger and better from here. And when Halo 3 came out, now I stand by, I love Halo 3 to this day. It's one of my favorite games of all time. The day I played Halo 3 on launch and I played the campaign, I was disappointed because for me, it fell so short narratively of what Halo 2 had set up. Whereas most people at the time were like, Halo 3 campaign is amazing. Halo 3 is better than Halo 2's story. Like Halo, like Halo 3's campaign is better. And I think it's because a lot of people, like if you got an Xbox with Combat Evolved, you know, you went from like this playing as Master Chief on a Halo ring to Halo 2 where it got really like, oh, the levels are more linear, they're not as big, and half the time you're playing as an alien, and there's a cliffhanger ending, and I didn't get to finish the game as Chief. So then when Halo 3 comes back, it's like, boom, you're, you're Chief again, the levels are more open, and it feels more like Halo Combat Evolved than 2 did. So a lot of people just felt back at home and just were in love with Halo 3, but for me... That's it was how like, I felt in a lot of ways. It was like as much as I love Halo 2, yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. Is like, it's not, it doesn't make me right or wrong. It doesn't make you right or wrong. It's just the perspective of people. Like I think for you, since you had so much else going on in your life, things like MCC and Halo 5 didn't ruin your entire life when something bad happened, you know what I mean? Like, Which you never should anyways, because it's just a game, but like you were not as focused and laser-focused in on these games for MCC and Halo 5 was just going to just completely destroy you, you know? Yeah, and I that, that's one of the things I missed the 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 failed launch of MCC. So I I, I feel like I might have a lot more forgiveness for three four three because they didn't, you know, I I haven't had no, a problem no. with them at all. But I also missed that 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 botched launch. That's fair. So that I, though, that makes me curious then. Um, so after you played Halo four and you've played MCC and you played Halo five, you know we're we're past twenty fifteen. Halo 5's out. What's your perception of three four three? Is it overall pretty good then? Still, yeah. I mean, I didn't have an like. Um, <clears throat> I think two thousand sixteen is when I found the expansion for ODST. That I think it released for like ten bucks at the store, so I picked that up. Oh yeah, for nice. the for the Master Chief Collection. I played through that. Yeah, and then um, I think that's my my main complaint with MCC is it didn't have my favorite game in it, and so I was like, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> but it did get it. Yeah. And they even brought the firefight in. You know, I yeah. don't think we've ever said this on the show, but when Brian is first, like, when I'm, I'm, I had my out-of-gaming experience, I'm coming back into it. MCC is what's kind of getting me in, because Brian's, like, hyper-fixated on Halo, so then I get hyper-fixated on Halo. And I somewhere in there, I, I think I asked him, like, you know, what games are on it? He's telling me, and I'm like, what about Reach and ODST? He's like, well, it's the Master Chief Collection, so it's just focusing on on him. And I was like, but what, do you think they'll ever add in those on in DLC? And he's like, I don't know. He's like, that'd be cool, you know. And then we got them. So, <laughs> but yeah, I wanted them at launch. Yeah, you know, ODST was like extra special for me too because it, a little bit similar and and where like with UConn where you're saying like your mind wasn't on games and stuff as much. Like basically, Halo Three came out. And like I said, I, I I still loved it. I loved it when it came out, but I, I was disappointed with the story. So there was a little, there was definitely a disappointment there that I have to acknowledge, even though I love the game. Mm-hmm. And so Halo Three came out in two thousand seven, you know. And then after I kind of, you know, a couple months went by after it came out, and I stopped obsessing with Halo as much, you know. Then to go into two thousand eight, you know, I'm turning sixteen. I'm getting my first job. Damn, I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting a car, <laughs> and. Suddenly, all I'm thinking about is girls. I'm not thinking about games anymore. And then I get a girlfriend, and then ODST gets announced, and I don't pay that ton of attention to it, which is crazy, but it was like, I have a girlfriend. I don't care as much. Then ODST comes out. I don't get it at launch. 
couple months later, my brother gets it for Christmas. I'm sitting there, and I see my brother playing ODST and, and the, the startup sequence with the drop pods falling and then him walking through the rainy streets of New Mombasa. And I just had this moment of like, holy shit, I have to go out and buy this game now. Like Everything in my life needs to stop so I can play ODST. This is the most important thing ever. And then I got ever. ODST and I played it. And for years... I liked ODST more than three, and in some regards, I, I do still. But I think overall, I'd still put three above. But like ODST was such a such a, a fresh breath of air after like the high stakes of Halo Three. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, great game, great game. So what what did what did uh, your Halo fandom look like in the long six year period that was Halo Five to uh, Halo Infinite? And I know Halo Wars Two is in there. I don't know if you played those or not. I didn't. I'm not a big one for strategy games rts's fair enough um i I dabbled mostly i played games with my brothers online like i think that's when i got into rocket league and then love rocket league (laughs) so good and then PUBG, which was fun at the time it definitely had its bugs and its problems but playing it together was pretty fun and then And then my twelve-year-old, my now thir- my now twelve-year-old, got me asked me. He got a switch, and he asked if he could download Fortnite. So I said yes, and then he begged, yeah. begged, begged me to play with him. So I did, and then I got into Fortnite. Um, nice. That's Fortnite. <laughs> Fortnite gets made fun of so much, but it's a banger of a game, dude. It is so much yeah. fun. Oh yeah, it's really good. So I've like since it. fallen off because I've gotten more into Infinite, but I'll, I'll play with him every now and then, and. Uh, that's what actually got me into Twitter. I hadn't, I hadn't had a Twitter account before, like, I don't know, a year ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and um, I drew a little skin concept for, for, like, a little really crappy sketch. And I sent it to one of the more known concept people uh, on Fortnite. And that's how I got started on Twitter. And, oh, uh, wow. <laughs> and that's cool. came up with a few concepts, I think. We just, we just, uh, so I commissioned him like four or five times and we just came out with our latest one, um, a couple days ago. Oh uh, shit. That, <laughs> yeah. And then, so last year when infinite came out, um, I was super pumped for it. I mean, I didn't really, I know I, I didn't really follow the, like the news that much so i didn't mm-hmm. i knew that they had released that footage and people were kind of upset about it i didn't see any problem with it but uh they delayed it another year and i was like okay that's fine and then um it really they released it a month early i was super pumped for that um i loved it loved playing with my brothers i didn't have any issues yeah the playlist a little bit shallow but the gameplay was awesome uh, the, yep. yeah everything the, the grab hook finding that if you could find it it was awesome and it was just mm-hmm. fun. The only one I didn't like was launch site, and I just I didn't. Yeah, I don't, that's a rougher map. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't quit matches. I just you know try not to die as much as possible before hopefully we get into a different. You just see Colin, and if you get on launch site with Colin, he just he's just looking down in the corner of a wall, just shooting, <laughs> dude. It's for it to be over. I understand, man. I mean, I don't know if you agree with this or not, but. There's that map, and then there's the other one that's kind of like sandy. I'm forgetting the name of it right now, but they're like middle scaled maps, so they're not small, but they're not big, but they're somewhere in between. And when I play launch site, you got like 
a warthogs on one base. You got like a ghost on the other. It feels like a big team battle map. Yet they put they put that in four v four Slayer, and yeah. sometimes it takes a while to run into people. And I'm just like, like if I do find someone, um, it might take a while before I find someone again. And I'm like, I, I just I'd rather play. I'd have a I so much fun with that map as a big team battle map, but it does not work for me uh, as a Slayer map. I don't yeah. know. It's too too it's a big. Bit odd. Yeah, and the one wayness yeah. of the of that launch launch pad like you know how it goes yeah. in like a like a half loop around but you can cut cut across using that ramp well, yeah it, for vehicles you only have one direction yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah so so I, I mean honestly i think the best place to be is the not pay attention to the news like this that you get the most enjoyment out of everything if you don't keep up to date on everything but so the game comes out the, the multiplayer part comes out you know roughly a month early you're playing it you're loving it big fan of it uh then the campaign comes out how'd that how'd that go for you oh i love it um i pre-ordered the i mean i had game pass from the xbox series x program you know the mm-hmm. as you go program but I, yeah I, I still wanted my physical copy so Pre-ordered yeah. it for myself and my brothers, and um, I got the steel book. They didn't. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's what's important. <laughs> that's what matters. I'll pre-order you a copy, but I get the steel book. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I didn't. I didn't play it as intensely as I had previous campaigns because I was more doing the you know multiplayer part of it. Yeah. Um, but I got into it. Like I started dabbling in it, and it was it's amazing i mean the story's great uh yeah it, so, it, it can be broken yeah. up how like because of the you know open worldness of it i just most of the time i spent like running around killing the bosses like the you know the the targets high value targets yeah. yeah and uh just exploring and then it's i mean sure it doesn't have all the biomes but it's absolutely gorgeous um like even the sh- the details of the shadows are amazing, and so I just oh yeah I just recently finished my first playthrough of it, and I, and I don't when I play games I usually play it on normal first just because I like to experience it without you know sweating bullets and and dying every five seconds, and I still yeah. died a lot, but I mean I had fun doing it, you know I'm like hey I'm oh, gonna try yeah. this yeah. this way, and nope that didn't work, so let's do it this way, and I'm definitely in, go in that boat now. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. I'll, I'll go back through and do it on heroic soon, but I just, and then of course again on legendary later. But oh, for yeah. me, the campaign was awesome. The story was amazing. I, it was so moving. Like once we got into the the end of it, it just um, it's become one of my favorite Halo games. Just because I mm. I didn't expect as much. Like people said that they retconned the story from Halo Five. But I mean, we saw all the flashbacks with Cortana, and I was like, "Well, this kind of covers it." I mean, I don't, I don't really I think, like. It's been a long time since I played five, and the story wasn't amazing, so I'm not, I'm not, like, uh, super upset that we didn't continue that. But what we got in the in the echoes and everything, I felt summed up well enough, and we got a new experience. So, I I yeah, love I the game. Yeah, I think what you're touching on is. Is the fact like the fact that the internet has has lost its way with like there's no nuance on the internet when there's discussions and there's so much hyperbole because 
people actually start to forget that what they were saying was hyperbole. They forget it and they just start to believe <laughs> that it's it's normal because like the fact is Halo Infinite didn't it didn't retcon Halo 5. It followed from Halo 5, it addressed Halo 5 and it moved forward. Now, it is fair to say obviously they shifted directions from what they had planned when Halo 5 released in 2015. They were going to do. They obviously were going to go in a different direction. There was going to be more uh, to do with Cortana and the Guardians and all that stuff. They chose not to do that. They chose to to deviate and go another direction. But it's not a retcon. It's not like it wasn't addressed. People like to say that it that it was retcon. They like to say that uh, oh Halo Six this this was supposed to be Halo Six, but it was really Halo Seven, and I'm still waiting for Halo Six. And it's like guys, we get it. You weren't happy with it. That's fine. You can critique it without being hyperbolic about it. Like it, it, it was addressed, and and I, I know for me personally, and I know it's easy for me to say because I enjoyed it, but for me personally, I love the way they handled it because, I mean, I've played Halo Five since I've played Halo 5's campaign since Infinite's come out. I've played it through all all the way through again, and I can still play Halo Five and feel like it's going to lead into Infinite. And even though I didn't wasn't a big fan of Five Story, I can still play five go into infinite and i know i love infinite story and it still worked together so i mean yeah i'm with you the story of infinite was amazing and just hearing you talk about the campaign just makes me want to dive back into it right now like i love infinite's campaign so much like i just my heart melts for that campaign i i know some people some people really don't like it i guess just because it's you know I, there's not enough other biomes and like they they want the the mission structure they don't want the open world but man infinite just hit all the right spots for me so awesome dude it's so great because i mean you look at the second level in combat evolved and it's it's just essentially like what if we made a whole game out of this level basically and it just makes me i mean hell if they ever wanted to borrow that kind of concept for future halos you know you look at some other levels like silent cartographer what if we get we got a whole game that was like that basically that could be really cool a horror game that's all three for three guilty oh my god i would eat that up dude (laughs) make it odst like but uh oh my god that'd be amazing but yeah, I mean, I, I like you said, Colin, I mean, exploring it was, was honestly my favorite part of playing the campaign. I did as much as possible. Like, you know, Brian usually likes to just, you know, go straight for the story. Then during replays, he'll kind of explore more. And then I'm kind of the opposite in some ways. I, I like to kind of get everything out of the way first. And then in subsequent playthroughs, I'll kind of go through the straight and narrow. And first time playing through, I went through as much as possible. I loved finding all the towers finding the high value targets and and the the fob bases getting all that stuff and that was just really fun to me cuz it felt like the first time they let me live in a halo you know as opposed to just like be kind of a passenger for a while in a way or yeah. just go through a quick like ride you know through it which i mean i always loved at the time and that was normal to me but getting this big expansive world was there any point prior to infinite coming out that you were aware that it was going to be open or was that something that you kind of became more conscious of once the game released? I heard like the hints and rumors that it was going to be open world. Um, and it, it sounded like a cool idea. I mean, I, I like, I love Far Cry. Um, I like yeah. the game that came out. Um, and a lot of people say that it's infinite to kind of like a knockoff of it, but it feels so much different than Far Cry. Just cause I agree. Um, I don't know. Every everything like it, it feels more Halo than a lot of the like felt, feels more Halo than Halo Five did as far as campaign. I can see that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think it feels very true to Halo. Like I think I think if we had obviously you know this doesn't really count for anything because you can paint a million different perspectives and like, things are going to change. But like if Halo Combat Evolved was like the one and only game that came out in the series, and then twenty years later they're like we're going to reboot the series and 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 do another Halo. 
and they brought out Infinite, I think people will be floored by Infinite in twenty in twenty twenty one. Like just how great of it is, like an, an update from from that game. So, um, but yeah, so for Halo, so Halo Infinite comes out, so you're happy with that. So I just have a couple. I kind of barrage you with questions because I find these things so. interesting. I got a couple so, too, man. I love I love hearing this. Oh man, this is it's great. Anyway, go ahead, Brian. Um, yeah, so, uh, okay, Colin, give me, well, I, I already know the answer to some of this, but I'm just going to re-ask. Give me your, your favorite Halo campaign, your least favorite Halo campaign, favorite multiplayer, and least favorite multiplayer. All right. So my favorite Halo, Halo campaign is ODST. Yep. yep. Very nice. Very Great nice. choice. Least favorite, I would put, um, I'm just going to put Reach at the bottom only because it didn't grab That's me at fair. the time, you know? And yeah. Totally. Uh, five, I went through the whole thing in a couple days, but reach at it could have been circumstances, but it just didn't grab me at the time. So that's um, fair, man. I can't really put three anywhere because I only played like an hour total of it, so I need to go back and, do, and play that one through. But um, okay, wow. multiplayer, top multiplayer, a lot of nostalgia for Combat Evolved, but I think Infinite's my top multiplayer. Uh, five Ooh, was amazing. Awesome. Infinite was where it really, it, it's, it's like, cause I haven't played combat evolved multiplayer in so long. Infinite feels like how I remember combat evolved being like awesome and fluid. And it's, it's like my head movies, you know, like playing yeah. back in the day. That's what combat evolved was, but infinite is like that. Just updated, you know, and so much smoother. But, but Colin, you're not allowed to like infinite. It's got no content. <laughs> There's desync issues. Uh, those, That's actually. The, the, I only run. I don't run into many desync issues. Yeah, it's annoying sometimes when my when my bulldog yeah. doesn't shoot its second shot, and I get I get slaughtered. But other than that, but it's a such a good game. Yes, it is. It's great to hear this, man. I got to ask you something. You know, you're you're mentioning you know way back with Combat Evolved. You play that with a ton of friends and stuff. You mentioned you know Infinite comes out and you buy copies for your brothers and stuff like that. Talk to me about what that experience was like. Uh, you know, because I was someone who. Had a ton of friends during Halo 2's time and, and going into Halo 3's heyday and stuff like that. And after somewhere around that time, you know, is when we all started to kind of splinter off after high school and some get married, have kids, other ones move and blah, 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 so on and so forth. And um, now it's there's still some that have stuck around, but the main people I play with is typically Brian and a couple other friends here. Obviously, the community when we can, but um, is that something that kind of happened to you too? I mean, obviously, you know, you went through deployment and stuff like that. Are there still friends you you play with, or is it more so just down to your brothers now when you play online? Uh, it's pretty much my brothers, and they they have a they have a couple roommates that get on. Um, I don't. Is that pretty? I'm not very good at keeping in touch, so. <laughs> um, no, I get that. It's tough for me with some of mine. How <laughs> far some of them have moved? It sucks. Can't tell you how many times someone texts me and I just look at it and go, "Huh, I bet they'd like a response." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, is it is it pretty fun though? I mean, you know, you're so. It sounds like you you kind of got like I don't have my like my oldest brother. He's a farmer, so we get along great. But he's not gonna play Halo. He's gonna be like, "What the hell's that?" You know. So I mean, you got a couple of brothers and stuff that you can play this stuff with. Is that been pretty fun for Infinite? I mean, getting to kind of come back around and kind of have a sort of renaissance in terms of multiplayer. Oh yeah. And it was, it's great because I didn't get like, they were a little bit younger. So I didn't really go through the experience of combat evolved and two, like I did. Um, oh, okay. You got to teach them. You so learn we them. Would, we would, it, it's like, and halo five was fun. We got to play that together, but infinite was like just a return to form, you know, as far Absolutely. 
as far as the multiplayer movement and in combat went and well you said you you loved halo 5's multiplayer as well um did you feel like that you know the major complaint typically in general for people is that it was great but it was awfully sweaty did you feel like it was sweaty in terms of it's way too competitive focused or did you actually really like that um i didn't mind it at the time um i just i I died a lot more often but i mean i'm used to to it at that point um me too (laughs) (laughs) what was your take on the big team battle and forge did you play any warzone in there what was your thoughts on that uh warzone i loved warzone Uh, i didn't i never really i didn't even know about forge to be honest I didn't know what that was. So, oh, I kinda, yeah. <laughs> I kind of love, like, I'm noticing this, Colin, and I hope you take this as a compliment. I kind of love how, like, out of the loop you were on a lot of Halo stuff, both in the news and in the game, because I think it just makes for a better experience, you know, because so many it people, does. so many people, I, I mean, on one hand, I'm gonna, on one hand, I'm going to judge others here, but on the other hand, I'm going to say that we fall prey to the same thing. Because what I want to say is, like, we see so many people online who are just so upset and so hurt by every little thing. I mean, it can be a, a Dorito in-game <laughs> armor tie-in that now dictates someone's mood for gonna, the next week. I'm getting that. Week. I'm getting that. <laughs> you know, and it's like you just you just say to yourself, "Man, this is so far away from reality. Who this is not worth being upset about." I mean, it's just a game. And you just think if people would just tune out the the internet and the speculation and just not obsess, they would do so much better. The only reason I say, like, I can't completely judge is, like, by the nature of running this podcast and doing Sacred Icon, like, we're in the know pretty much just as much as them. Though, selfishly, I do feel like me and Josh have a much more level head with it because we're like, you know, this is this is a hobby and a passion, but uh, it's also not life. So, But uh, I think it definitely helps your perception of the series that you're not so laser-obsessed with it all these years. And you were doing other things that were far more important you know your career and your life and your and getting married and having kids and uh i just yeah i appreciate that honestly i, I like that you were not as aware of these things <laughs> yeah and I, I have a lot of admiration for you gents because like uh you, you guys were in the trenches when when all the all the shit storm was flying and and master chief collection wasn't working and everything and you still i mean yeah it, it may, may have turned you away for a little bit but you guys came back and i just I love this community that you built, and it's awesome. It's been, oh man, such a great experience. So, uh, it takes a lot, dude. Like you're, uh, we say this for like certain people. We said it for Rodan. We said it for who's it? We said it for Albino. You're one of the sacred staples, man. Like, yeah, who's one of the people we guarantee we're going to see in the community in the Discord on Twitter? You know, it's always Diente de Hombre, <laughs> Colin. Yeah, dude. Did I say it right? Yeah, you got it. Hell yeah! <laughs> it's, always, it's always Colin. You always see him in there. No, yeah, uh, one, you're you're one of the most common like people that we that we have in the community. And that was actually going to be. I'll just skip to that. that was going to be one of my next questions: Is how did you first discover us? Do I know this already? How did you first discover Sacred Icon? So I actually like, um, you know, I was I wasn't really too big on all the Twitter news because everybody was hating on Infant. I was like, man, I don't feel that. I love this game, and. Sure. I ended up yeah. seeing. I think it was. I don't. It was one of the recommendations. Was our boy Wesley, and I saw his rankings oh. of games, and I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." And then he posted it up, and I think he was talking to you guys, and you guys responded. And I was like, "Oh, that, that's pretty cool." And so I, I explored your page more, and 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 then followed you, and then I was like, "Oh, this is pretty cool." And then found the Discord, and everything, everything in it. I mean, some of the stuff I'm not as into, but everything is. It, there's a place for everyone there, and. I found a lot of stuff that I love 
and it's, it's like like I said, it's such a great community. So I got you got Wesley to thank for for bringing me in here. Hell yeah, thank but, you, uh, Wesley. <laughs> if you're listening to this, no, that's awesome that, to hear, that, man. Awesome. And, and that really goes to show how much Brian kills it on Twitter, man. Because like Brian's always coming up with those tweets, and I, you know, as his friend who's known him for years now, like I know that he'll always be able to pull some question out. But I imagine for other people out there that have got to be thinking, when's he going to get tired? <laughs> when's he going to stop? But always, Three years straight now. Yeah, but he runs it so well. I mean, and there's been time. You know, Brian. if Brian's ran it like 98% of the time, I probably ran it 2%. And, like, what's funny is I think the first time I really, like, switched over was Brian's got all these Halo tweets and stuff. Well, I <laughs> he lets he, we switch over. I'm gonna run it for like a day or something like that. And my first tweet on there was like, "Who do you guys think would win in a fight between Gizmo or Grogu?" <laughs> and they're like, I think a bunch of comments were like, uh, th- "Brian's not running this, is he?" Like 32 likes for <laughs> <every> tweets. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was different, but that's awesome to hear. That's how you um, discovered us was through Wesley, and you came in and and dude, that means so much. And like Brian said, dude, you're such a sacred staple. We see your names in there, and and. You interacting with everybody and stuff. I, I, you know, always mention that you know, especially working third shift, I don't get to be as active in there kind of during the daytime. But it's nice to get on there sometimes during my break and get to see what people are talking about, and what people are discussing. I'm really missing out on the Rings of Power stuff because I haven't <laughs> quite caught up yet. But uh, I'm loving seeing that. But no, man, that's that's awesome to hear. We're see, so glad to have you. This is this is what like this is what I I, I want to speak for Josh and say this is what we do it for is like. I don't care about, you know, I, I make like a hundred tweets over a couple months and I get 78 different people shit talking me on there, calling me a shill, saying that I want to work for 343, that how much are they paying you, you know, making. I really wish they were paying us. I wish we could work at 343. <laughs> <Right>? Making <laughs> really inappropriate comments, uh, just being dicks, you know, yeah. all that stuff. And, uh, but it's the, it's not that that I focus on. It's like, the, it's the one. Dante de Ombre we pick up every few months that comes in the community and is a person we get to know and talk with and have fun with, people who enjoy the content, and people who realize that, you know, who, who take a second to look into it, who, who realize that we're not there. And I get, you know, I'll be honest, I get the perception for people just passing by. Like, if you're just on Twitter and you see Sacred Icon pop up every now and then, you say, man, these guys are always saying super positive stuff. They're never saying anything negative. Like... Three four three just announced their their uh, their their map or roadmap got pushed back and Sacred Icon saying that it's great we're getting the the, the freaking DMR gun it's like I get like the passing by perception of us but like if you actually look at us it's really two things it's it's being uh, focusing on the positive purposely yeah like we are purposely focusing on the positive and what's good and not what's bad that is that is true you're right about that but there's also nuance there. Both in the Twitter and in the in the podcast, if you listen to us, you're going to hear that we have things we don't like. We think things that we think suck and and we're disappointed us. It's just we're not interested in like talking about that all the time. Like we like Halo. This is fun. It's enjoyable. It's brought us way more joy than it has anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think so. We pick up people like you, and you, and you can see that. You know, like we're not here to. We don't want anything from anyone. We don't want. I mean, and somebody somebody said something on like the official Halo Twitter. I, I made a. There's official Halo Twitter, and I made a response, and then someone's like, comes in, they're like, shill, and I'm like, you're just doing this to get paid. And I was like, well, we did get sent a free book once. And he goes, and he responds, and he's like, you're even a worse shill than I thought. 
<laughs> okay. Okay, so we did this we did this for three years. We've spent hundreds of hours, tons of money, time, lots of thought and planning, and we got a free twelve ninety nine paperback novel. That was <laughs> we're shilling. what we're shilling for. <laughs> Worth it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're so glad to have you here, man. When when did you because I feel like you were not here a year ago, right? When did you find us? Oh, um, probably like back six, in, six, seven months ago, maybe. Maybe like four months ago. Okay. Okay. Seems like you've been here forever now. So <laughs> that's the good thing about it, yeah. Because like Brian said, you get the. There's a lot of people that'll come and go, but then you get a lot that'll come in and they'll kind of stick around, and then those people you really get to know. Like the first EG, one, I, I Wesley M H Cox. Pray I remember especially with someone who like I saw interact a lot, and then like through time through that and the patron and everything like that. We got to know him like so much better, and then he became a mod, and now we know him even more, you know. And, and so, getting to know you is, has been great, man. And, and your name is iconic too. So when you see that in there, it's like, oh shit, you know, you know who it is, you know who it is. So, no, that's dude. That means a and dude. This this guy right here was so awesome during when we were. I don't know how much I told you this, Josh, but when we Eric and I were having the baby, like uh, he was constantly messaging me with advice and. and oh. You know, no, asking how know things that. were doing, and yeah. like I mean, that was pretty much a daily thing. So you're you're a, you're a good dude, true and true, true and through, Colin. So, <laughs> I was just hoping I wasn't yeah. too much of annoyance. I was just I, any way I could support. I just wanted to, no, dude, out, not know? not annoyance at all. And I actually kind of hate that. There's probably a lot of people over the years that have thought that they were annoying me or us or or whatever because because it's sometimes it's just hard to from either. It's one of two things, either. I forget to reply or there's so many notifications across different things that I don't see it. Like actually, once we hit, this is so weird. So for the first two plus years on Twitter, I would make sure I scrolled back my notifications all the way to the beginning to make sure I replied or liked every single person. And then around the time we hit 10,000 followers, I don't know if it's a if it's like an actual Twitter feature or not, but they just started picking and choosing what they were going to show me. I don't get notifications for everything anymore. So, like, actually, I saw yesterday Wesley commented on a tweet, and I never responded to him. It was, like, from, like, nine hours ago because my Twitter didn't tell me. It just mm. – we get because I guess if Twitter gave us a notification for everyone, we'd have hundreds and hundreds of notifications on the Twitter, so it just doesn't – it just picks and chooses now. So I miss people a lot. Sometimes I get direct message. I don't see it. And then, you know, stuff on the Discord, so mm. – for anyone listening, if you know I don't get back to you, but, uh, you know maybe send me a second message or wait another day because I probably just didn't see it. Um, but then I mean, luckily too, when mostly when you were messaging me about the baby stuff, like we're just sitting in the hospital, not doing much. So, but uh, I really appreciated that man, and, and we appreciated the the gifts you sent us, and you just been awesome. You've yeah, been oh my god, awesome yeah, in every way. Surprised me with <laughs> gifts too, and I'm just like, holy shit! And I felt bad because you're messaging me, and you're like, shit, you got this thing, and you're like, you got that too. You know, and trying to figure out like this guy's got everything. <laughs> trying to figure out something to surprise me with, and it was so selfless, man. And you're always so kind, interacting with people and stuff like that. And it's that's what we want, man. You know, and, and I, it, it helps so much to make other people feel like they can come into it. That's that's super important. That's really important to us at the end of the day. Give, give me a couple. Give me a couple more favorites here, uh, Colin. What? Give me and if you don't have one, that's fine. What's your favorite Halo soundtrack? I'm guessing you're going to say Ooh. ODST because that's sweet jazz. Uh, favorite favorite Halo soundtrack, favorite Halo weapon, favorite Halo map. Let's go with that. Oh, yes. Favorite Halo weapon. Okay, soundtrack probably ODST. Infinite's pretty close though. I mean, I, 
it just, if it is it really feels good. Like when you're going through it, and it's awesome. Yeah. God tier, like Woo. like an ODST, you could feel it too. Like mm-hmm. and it changed with that with with each, with each character. And yeah. how many people have made love to ODST? I bet they could at Sacred Icon Pod. Yeah, please. I don't know about that. I wonder how many people like. They could have they could have worked Careless Whisper into the ODST soundtrack. It would have worked. Like just oh, going around New Mombasa. Yeah. Wait, wait a minute. Is that Wham? Is that Wham in yeah. my Halo? <laughs> Look, hell yeah. And then there's like a uh, Easter egg for Wake Me Up Before You Go Go. <laughs> but anyway, so favorite. Okay, so your favorite soundtrack uh, ODST. So favorite weapon, favorite map. Favorite weapon. I um, I like the Convergence Bulldog. Uh, on infinite oh that's a great that's awesome okay that thing I, but I, it's not the classic shotgun colin <laughs> but like the going through the campaign and getting that that upgraded shotgun it's it's a it's a lifesaver whenever those uh yeah um elites are coming at you and you can't see them feels powerful <laughs> yeah. feels good yeah <laughs> okay well, um, my favorite map Favorite map? I'm just I'm gonna just go Blood Gulch because I played that the most back in the day. So. Blood, Blood Gulch, <laughs> yeah, you gotta love Blood Gulch, man. What's been your What's been your favorite like Blood Gulch reimagining? You know, there's Coagulation. You might count Valhalla. There's the one Forge Forge World one and Reach. Um, what else? Is there well, there was the remake in Halo Two Anniversary, but I forget. Halo the Two name Anniversary, of that one. like which Which one's been the best since Beaver Creek? Since uh, Beaver Creek, sorry, uh, Blood Gulch. Probably Coag. Yeah, I'm a Coag boy. I love Coag. Coag's awesome. Yeah. That was where I had some of my first like matches on and it but it was only like four of us and I would I remember think I remember thinking at that point I'm like there's got to be some smaller maps so then we'd go on some of the, the more smaller ones. It's funny, you know. What do you remember the map Waterworks from Halo 2? Oh man, I don't no. <laughs> okay, cuz that one doesn't get a lot of love, but it's one of my favorites to this day and it was I, I'll never, I'll never know. I, I'm 34. Right, I still don't it know. Get a lot of love. Yeah, I'm 34. I still don't remember whether it's stalactites or stalagmites. But the one on the ceiling, stalagmites. Yeah, <laughs> the ones on the ceiling. I remember you could shoot them and they would fall down. And I mean, it, the the rareness of actually hitting someone in a banshee was, I mean, it was uh, next to impossible. But it was amazing to play big team battle on that. But I remember playing uh, maps like. Coag, Blood Gulch, stuff like that, and those respective games. And dude, the high you get, like, why do drugs when you can play two flag CTF with your friends? You know, and you go in the base with a loaded warthog, and you get you manage to get into their base. You know, like the driver's just sitting there waiting. You got the passenger hopping out, and he runs to the top to try to like cut off anyone who's running in. Meanwhile, the guy on the turret hops out, and he's running inside the base. He grabs the flag, and you get that go 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 and the guy's trying to turn around and then people are spawning trying to shoot at him and you got someone on the rocks or with rockets trying to shoot oh man even think they need to hire you for the dare program at schools josh (laughs) drugs when you can do 2v2 ctf (laughs) oh man i don't know okay here's here's a i'm gonna hit you with a controversial one uh colin what was your thoughts on the halo tv show Ooh, juicy i liked it um the first the first episode was awesome uh, I was like, yeah, this is this is going to be great. And then two, three, and four, I was kind of like, man, this kind of sucks. And then waiting a week in between, <laughs> it wasn't as, you know, 
I was like, oh right. man, I almost fell off until episode five. And uh, I think I've, I've shared this before on the, on the discord, just that episode five hit. And that was when, uh, they came and took the artifact, the covenant. And that just yeah. like, it just reignited it for me. And I was like, man, this is awesome. Wasn't that the big battle scene? Yeah. And then that one line, yeah. uh, like, uh, I know how the game is played Cortana. And I was like, man, yeah. Oh hell yeah. I, I can't, I like, it just brought back so many memories from like how annoying Cortana was in Halo. <laughs> Halo Two. I was like, I yeah, I I feel like I feel kind of immersed in it, you know. So I was like, yeah. Yep. See, I, I'm I'm with you, man. And people people don't people think I'm shilling on on Twitter, but I, I've said it on. I've been so honest multiple times. Truth is, I really enjoyed the show. I was entertained by it. I'm gonna watch season two day one. I but I but I also think it had a ton of problems. Had oh, yeah. a lot of issues, and I gave it like a five. I gave it like a critical score of like a five out of ten. So like when people think I'm, they say I'm shilling. Like how can you like the show? I'm like I said it. A lot of it sucked, and it, I gave it a five. Wait, but what? I just I didn't, I was in, entertained by it, you know. So wait, wait for season two to come out, and then somebody out there is going to be like, "Are you guys going to do an episode of the show for every episode?" There was some <laughs> people that were like, "I like listening to your podcast, but I didn't know I'd lose ten or seven weeks to this damn show." <laughs> it's funny to think so. about that we did that. It's cool though, but yeah, no, that's yeah. cool. You liked it, man. You know, Josh, I, you just didn't really didn't like it at all, right? You know what? I was kind of in the same boat. I think in the end, though, I you know I ultimately fell off of it. But like in the beginning, I was like, you know, people were kind of hating on it. I was like, yeah, it's coming around. You know, give it time. And then I started to kind of fall off a little bit. And but at the same time, you know. I'm going to be there for season two. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I feel like that's going to have a great sophomore season. You know, there's the shows that you watch sometimes that have a, just feels like it peaks in season one, and then every other season's kind of chasing that high. But then you have other shows that, you know, kind of start to get that sense of good quality. It kind of goes up as it ends, and then you hit that sophomore stride, you know, in the second season, and it really finds itself. But I, I feel like that's what's going to happen with this one. But at the same time, I love the cast, uh, the crew. You know, just the, you could tell that they loved making it. Anytime you see behind the scenes photos, they look like they're having the time of their lives. So it's I, I could never be someone that would hate on them for that, even though I ultimately didn't really like the show. But doesn't mean it can't get I hope better. People, I think it's so funny, and not for the reasons they think. So there's, there's people on Twitter and that they they think that I'm laughing with them. I'm not. I'm laughing <laughs> at them. Okay, but. There's still people to this day that you go into it, there'll be a Halo, like Halo, official Halo will post a tweet. One person will come in immediately and say, John Halo, and the second person will come in and go, Master Cheeks. <laughs> just like, <laughs> you guys are idiots, just let it go. Oh, like, I love I get it, though. It. There was so much it's, bareback it's ass in that show, I thought, when's it going to stop? There was three episodes back-to-back Bud Cheeks, it was crazy. <laughs> loved it. <laughs> Absolutely loved it. But, oh, uh, yeah, so, uh, okay, Colin, uh, I was going to say, what... If if we're not talking about Halo, what is the next big? It can be video game, TV show, movie, whatever. Like, what's the next big series for you that you're a huge fan of after Halo? Um, I've always been a Star Wars fan. Um, my man, and then Lord of the Rings. Um, also, my so. man again. <laughs> what's uh? What's what's your uh, give us your quick lowdown like Star Wars opinions like? Do you hate the sequels? Love the prequels? Think the originals are the best? I mean, where are we at here? Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, the originals were the best, <laughs> right? Uh, the prequels. I mean, if you look at it, they they people love to hate on them when they first came out, and 
I mean, they were, they had a, it had its problems, but looking back, I I I love the prequels. Um, My man, some cheesy lines and some cheesy dialogue, but I mean, that was Lucas. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the prequels are good. The sequels, I like the Force Awakens. I wasn't the biggest fan of uh, Last Jedi. Uh, yeah, it was it wasn't my cup of tea. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't want to wreck on it or anything like that. But right, um, yeah, same, same. I just feel like it was like a little. It was. It shouldn't. It didn't belong in that trilogy in the Skywalker saga. It felt like it felt like it was should have been like. It, I'm I'm all down for watching Rian Johnson's trilogy if they ever make it. And I love his. I love Brick. That's an amazing movie. I uh, love Brick yeah. too. Yeah. But I just, I just felt it just felt out of place as far as that story was concerned, and then yeah, I, I feel like, take. I feel like this, uh, what is it, Rise of Skywalker? Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you got it. I think that one suffered because of it, um, because they were trying to retcon it and do fan service and stuff. I think so. My, I like the Force Awakens. I wasn't too much of a fan of the the, the latest two, but I also like uh, Rogue One. I love Han Solo the movie. Oh awesome. yeah, Hell it was yeah. fun. And what about? Um, oh, go ahead. I haven't caught. I haven't caught up with the uh, book of Boba Fett, but Mando season one and two, and then Obi Wan show was was great. Oh, dude, Brian I, loves the first couple yeah. episodes of Obi Wan. I was like, oh no, they're gonna do. They're gonna Luke him and make him in this little little bitch that does nothing, you know. And then <laughs> and then it, it, yeah. then it progressed, and it was awesome. Um, yeah. So. I loved Obi Wan. It's funny how I've loved it. I've grown to like be okay with because like I liked you know I've, I'm not going to go into a huge spiel about this but like I I was not as big of a Halo or a Star Wars fan as everyone else so I liked Last Jedi you know I liked Rise of Skywalker had problems too but I liked it I just I just liked the sequels but I've gotten to this point where I'm just like the common consensus is Force Awakens was good the other two sucked that's how everyone feels. I'm good with it. I don't care. I'm good with it. Like that doesn't even bother me anymore. That's just what people say. And hey, I, I get it. I, I get it. You know what about what about Lord of the Rings? What's your what's your favorite movie there? Did you like all of them or? Oh yeah. Think about that. Um, so Two Towers is my favorite movie. Uh, nice. Fellowship is amazing though. Uh, I love. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love the mystery behind everything in the beginning. Um, you know, yeah. Strider instead of Aragorn, and he develops as a character, and that's pretty cool. And Hell yeah, it's 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 very close, very close second. And then uh, Return of the King's great too. Um, oh, Hobbit yeah. movies I didn't I didn't like as much at first. Uh, I, that's because I went in, I read the book as a kid in like sixth grade, and then a couple times since then. And, and it wasn't, I just the length of them and the um, yeah. Peter Jackson's touch on the all the extra lore, I just felt like it wasn't necessary at the time. I just wanted my okay, Hobbit there. adventure. Okay, man, hit me with it. I can take it. Okay, did did you or did you not like the female elf Tariel? How oh, she's you feel awesome. About her? 
Yeah, my man. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Dude, you you passed two very important tests today, Colin. You said like I I could I could see Josh's eyes when you were you said the prequels. I was like Star Wars uh, prequels. Star Wars prequels. You were like you were about to say what you thought of them, and Josh is like, "Am I gonna love this guy? Am I hate this guy?" <laughs> oh and no! You're like, I'll love. I'll love. No, nah, I just kidding. But he's like. Loved the prequels. They got hated on too much. And then he goes, okay, Tariel. And you're like, loved her. She's a badass, Josh. He's a big fan now. Oh, man. That's great. <laughs> Number one fan. And I understand, though. I, anyone who says they don't like her character or don't like why she's in there, the love you know, triangle, totally understand. But, yeah, I'm so used. I mean, that is probably the biggest thing. I, I see people hate Tariel more than they hate the Hobbit trilogy. Some people would be like, well, they, the first one's pretty good. but That meme. That meme that went all over the internet where, where because it was Tariel looks back at... Tariel looks back at Legolas and, and she says, are we not part of this world? And Legolas goes, we're not even in the book. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> uh, no, we love those movies too. But uh, yeah, okay. So do you have any final like uh, thoughts or questions or anything, Colin, before we get out of here? Uh, no, I just, um, just thankful for you guys. Uh, and the positivity you bring is awesome. It's um don't ever stop. I mean, there's no point in being negative all the time. You're just going to be depressed. And the positivity, I mean, if you enjoy something, enjoy it. There's no reason to go rain on somebody else's parade. And, and, and that's why I love this community. I mean, you guys cannot like something and also not criticize somebody for liking it, you know? And and that's, Man. that's the – let people enjoy what they enjoy. And sometimes if you reevaluate something, I mean – you might like it more. Like I'm going back through the Hobbit movies. I'm liking them more and more now. Um, oh, that's awesome! To hear it, man. Yeah. Gonna do Battle of Five Armies either today or tomorrow. But hell yeah! yeah. Just because you don't like something doesn't mean somebody else has to not like it too. You know. And that's what's great about this community. We all have our tastes, and and we all have re- enough respect for each other to let us enjoy it. So that's great. Wow, beautiful, beautifully worded, man. And I'm we're we're so so appreciative of you. So it's definitely a two way street. And, yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I mean, that's obviously that's why we are how we are. I mean, I, I, I feel that way tenfold, um, trying things again and reevaluating and looking to other perspectives and being willing to have your mind changed has done so much for me uh, personally in, in my enjoyment of things. And I, I continue to see it do that. I mean, and it's very rare that I like something and reevaluate it enough to the point where I don't like it. It's usually just... I don't like something. I keep trying. I, I've said it probably over the course of this podcast. Probably said it five times. Mm-hmm. Elder Scrolls Oblivion. Uh, first time I played Oblivion, I thought, man, this game sucks ass. I thought it was a horrible game. I thought it was one of the worst games I've ever played. Sucks ass in the and bad. I tried it a second time, and I tried it a third time. <laughs> I still thought it sucked. It was like my fifth or sixth try of Oblivion. There was this clicking moment, and it is now in my top ten games of all time. Like it literally, because mm-hmm. I just I opened my mind and, and let other people kind of speak into me on it. So. Yeah, dude, thank you so much for that, and uh, we just love having you here, man. We're so appreciative of you. We Josh, do, man. No, absolutely. I, 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 It's always nice hearing the stuff about just uh, the community, how much people love that. And obviously the community is so much everyone like you that, that makes a part of it. As is I know anyone listening who's probably tuned in for the first time, they're like, ah, shut up. You know, it's the same stuff that <laughs> people on YouTube say. Like, we wouldn't be nothing without our patrons and supporters. We the best community in the world. Yeah. But no, <laughs> it, I mean, it, it really is nice because I, I think – foundationally it stems from brian and i's friendship just of so many years of brian and i like you guys don't i I don't know i mean i don't know if you guys pick up on it or not throughout the show but like we we disagree on a ton of stuff but we don't get really we don't get hammed up about it we don't really get argumentative about it that's actually where we kind of like 
to have super long conversations. And there's some episodes we think to ourselves that could have went longer and stuff like that just because, you know, so many things are pouring out, you know, 30 things, 30 different questions and uh, trying to stay on topic and also want to cut the other one off and ask them something before you forget and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, it's funny. We can bait each other, too, because I'm like, Josh, man, it wasn't it really great that the Joker wasn't in Dark Knight Rises. That made so much sense. Fuck you for that. <laughs> no, but yeah, but I love it though because I mean, yeah, I mean, there's so many times like Brian has asked me questions as I was getting to know him, especially. You know, it really stemmed from like our first night, and he asked me questions about like my favorite movies and games and stuff like that. And if he didn't agree, he was still like roll with it. And you know, I, I've had a lot of people. I mean, you probably have too, and all of us. I mean, where there's times like you know someone when you're talking to somebody, sometimes you know they're like not really interested in what you have to say but they're also just trying to make conversation and with brian it always felt like this guy was like wanting to hear what i had to say even if he wasn't going to get sold on like a game i'm talking about he still he, he did want to hear my thoughts on it so i like to think just in terms of the the positivity how we always had that baseline respect that kind of seeped into i guess the 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 type of people we brought in so i mean it, it's really cool to have you be a part of us dude you're so selfless like you you're such a good person you that's a good word for for colin yeah definitely selfless you're, you're so giving of your your time your support your your the gifts even which catch us by surprise you know and just super sweet and and dude if we ever lost you that would that would be such like a huge blow to us so we you have to stay in sacred icon I, I think community one thing, forever <laughs> i think one thing we can give oh. ourselves credit for though when everybody says like oh it's we're so thankful for the community. We all we owe it to the community. The one difference is the truth is like Sacred Icon is not small, but it's not big either. Like we have we have eleven thousand followers on Twitter, but in our Discord we have like four hundred twenty five people, mm-hmm. and of those four hundred twenty five, there's probably like I don't know somewhere fifty around fifty really core people that are constantly in there contributing that we we get to know each other and be friends. You know, like like yourself, Colin, and like I said. Uh, fucking Ouija and MH Cosplay. I love it when you Rodan, have to say I can go it. on and on. All these people uh, that we, we, we have this tight community with, and it's it's kind of just like uh, uh, similar-minded people that can uh, get together and like be fans of this stuff. So, uh, yeah, we just, we're so thankful for having you here, man, and, and thankful for having you on, and we're definitely going to have you on again for sure. Yeah, definitely. Was, uh, yeah, and this was a blast. I mean, legit, man. It is great to you know, see your face and get to actually talk to you, you know, as opposed to just, you know, messaging and stuff. But man, you, you've, uh, I love getting to see you in the community, man, and just how personable you are and, and how you interact with people and stuff like that. It's, it's just really cool to see that. And, and you're just, you got your own, you know, energy and vibe that you bring into that. And so, I mean, it, we're, we're the community itself. I could speak for the community when I you know, when I say we love having you, man. So you're, you're essential. I love being here. I appreciate you, gentlemen. Yeah, we appreciate you too, man. We we, we shower people with praise. I know it's, sometimes it's hard <laughs> to get to put that umbrella up. <laughs> Getting soaked but, uh, over here, guys. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, guys. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Sacred Icon Podcast. We got to talk with Colin and and hear about his history with Halo and, and what Halo means to him. And I we love just love episodes. having guests on yeah, here and I getting to know them. people. And we, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the show. And we look forward to seeing you next week. And as always, keep it sacred.